Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us right here at WCCO Radio. We so appreciate it, and we love that you join us and you hear us. You hear us, and I really appreciate it. My name is Geraldine Steele. If you're just joining us, I am the host of tonight's show from 7 to 10 p.m. And the other voice that you hear is Jonathan Lowell, our um, our producer. Okay, let's begin. On the back of last week's conversation about how poor air quality can affect air conditioning and central air units, we reached out to one of the HVAC sounds, shops, I'm sorry, HVAC shops around. His name is Eric Aslison, and he is the Metro Manager for KNS Heating, a company that serves the Twin Cities and Rochester areas. He's joining us via the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to guide us on how these machines handle such poor air conditions. Welcome, Eric. How are you, sir? Great. Thank you. How about yourself? I really appreciate you joining us. I'm doing well. And am I pronouncing your last name correctly? As yes, the you are. It's pronounced a bunch of different ways, and I love it every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to my world. Geraldine, oh my gosh, I've been called everything like Jerklin, so there you go. Okay, so we yeah, really yeah. had this... We really had a conversation last Sunday uh, about this, and I'm so happy that our producer was able to uh, reach out to you uh, to talk about this. First of all, these are things that we should really know more about when it comes to poor air quality. And I must say to you, I nor my family has clarity on what that really means when you say poor air quality. Yeah, there's a. I can see it in the in the sky right now. Even uh, you know, with some of those uh, fires coming from the north, um, we see a lot of things just in our homes. Um, you know, even plastics in the air, things like that can that can really contaminate the air that we that we live and breathe in. Um, and then and then the the air outside can kind of take little things with it and be treacherous to our you know AC units. Uh, sometimes even our heating units. And so there's a lot of preventative maintenance that can happen with that to uh, make sure that we're, we're getting the most out of our machines that, that we have in our home to produce that cool and warm air when the time comes. You know, when I look at the uh, window air conditioner that um, is, is in my mom's house, I, I am always worried. It's like, okay, so if the air, if it's bad air and her lungs can't handle that, are we also getting it through the portable air conditioner, whether we like it or not, even if it's cool air coming into the house, is it safe air coming into the house? 
Well, typically the air coming in from air conditioners, and, and I'll speak to the window units first, uh, but this is also true with, with central AC units. Uh, typically that is not bringing in as much of that outdoor ambient air as you think. All the settings are different and everything, but typically for those window units to be the most efficient, they're going to be taking the air from the inside of the home that's already a little bit cooler than outside, we hope, and then it's going to be cooling that from the inside. There's probably a setting on there, uh, much like on our, on our cars, if you're familiar with the kind of the max setting, that'll usually then take air from the, the interior of the home. So there's a couple different things to look out for. Every manufacturer is different, uh, but a lot of them uh, do have that way to bring air from the inside, cool it, and then circulate it through the rest of the inside. But those filters on those are, are pretty important as well. Right, I agree with that, and we stay on top of that, that's for sure. So what you do really matters, and I'm so grateful that you are continuing to do it. Um, when I had a few conversations with other people that I know about this same subject, many of us don't really quite understand HVAC. <laughs> many of us don't understand how it all works, how the air needs to move through the home or move through an apartment, that sort of thing. A lot of us don't really get it. How can you start us and help us understand exactly what is happening now with the air quality being as bad it is, as it has been. I mean, it's been awful to the point where they said every nobody should be outside. Do you remember that a few days ago or a few weeks ago? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're uh, a lot of us being thoroughbred Minnesotans, you know, we're out and about and, um, you know, doing it still. But um, it's very true. So going back to what you said about HVAC, um, you know, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. And what we're talking about right now is that V part, the ventilation. And then we're also talking about the AC. And so um, one of the things that a lot of people have done in their homes, and I'm, a, I'm an advocate of this, is putting in a, a higher end air filtration system. And this is typically with those central AC systems. Uh, but there's a lot of these filters that are out there. Um, it, a lot of them would have to be retrofitted, but a lot of these air systems out there that utilize what's called a carbon air filter, um, mm -hmm. it, it really gets down there as far as taking out a lot of those particulates that we would normally breathe in. And so you want to make sure that your system is set up right for it. You want to have a pro out there to make sure that you can do that. But that's a pretty big deal when it comes to this air quality because as we're in our homes, uh, in the last couple of years, been in our homes maybe a little bit more than we've wanted to be. It's really important to make sure that, that air that we're breathing is, um, you know, is clean, uh, is good for us, not uh, messing with with many allergies or or even just the people that don't have allergies, just those carcinogens in the air and everything. Uh, so carbon filters can help, and then we also have what's called a, a UV. Uh, ultraviolet light air purification system as well. And that gets more into the germicidal, but it really does freshen up that air in a lot of homes. Um, I'm using one in my home right now and kind of thought it was a, was a gimmicky thing. And then I put it in and really started to feel that difference, um, you know, in what I was breathing in. And it takes some time to get in play, but I really do like those systems as, as well. And you can get those for individual rooms and, and we have them for whole homes, which is, you know, where you get the most benefit. So many of us don't really pay attention to it or don't even think about it. You live in this whole world of HVAC, and I'm just curious to know if you are far more sensitive than most of us, uh, or is there advice that you can give us about what to look for to know that not just, you know, the weatherman says, hey, it's a bad day for air, 
uh, outside. Don't don't go right. outside. That's not enough, right? It really isn't enough just to say that to us. Yeah, I think that's that's true. And you know, every home is different, and and the way that the home is is built or when it was built is very important as well. Uh, another thing that we utilize in the industry here, and a lot of people are getting you know getting smart homes and they're they're getting cool things set up to turn on and off their lights, but. One of the things that's come into play in the last couple of years, uh, and I won't mention brands, but a lot of the brands are very important, is there are some thermostats and uh, that'll have an air quality alert system in them that'll actually monitor uh, volatile compounds in the home. It'll also monitor your indoor air quality as far as what the, the carbon monoxide levels are. And so those are a pretty inexpensive way to really put you in control and not necessarily re- relying on, on the reports and the news and everything. It'll alert you even via email sometimes, depending on the brand that you get, as far as the um, difference in the air quality. So if your air quality drops one day, mine actually is set up in my home to alert me. And I don't know for sure um, how accurate those are yet, but they're going to get better and better. And that'd be a good place to start. And then, you know, you can check it out with a pro and, and see if those numbers coincide Generally, if those numbers are going off and you say, hey, you know, I'm actually feeling okay, um, there's going to be some, you know, some fine tuning that you can do with those thermostats that can really help you in the home. Is there a need, though, for us to really um, understand what it means to have the air in the house the way it is right now? Do we need to cleanse the air that's in the house and then get the brand new? Yes. Yes. So that, that is possible. It is to to an extent, you know, uh, the air that we breathe is um, is obviously very important in our homes. Um, when when we're out and about, um, you know, bringing outside air in, uh, when we're inside our homes, you know, maybe breathing that in, um, it becomes very important. So, I'm a big advocate in in you know cleansing that air, purifying that air, and there's there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, we have a lot of good recommendations, you know, depending on the home or or the apartment or the condo that we can get in there and uh, and make those recommendations for improving it uh, when the time is needed. And, and there's been a lot of a lot more times needed than we've wanted to this summer, that's for sure. So I know you don't want to mention some of the brands. However, we need that information. We need to know what are the best ones, which ones um, could do you know certain things. Like if you have someone that lives in the house that has problems with their lungs and that sort of thing, maybe there's an upgrade that we need to get, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ecobee is a brand that I know and trust, and, and Lennox as well, uh, that can really help monitor that air quality and, um, you know, at least give you some telltale signs that it might be time to think about some different type of, of air filtration, because without that air filtration, it's just kind of an alert saying, hey, guess what? This is what you have. But then it prompts you to think further into your health and, and that air quality and everything. And again, we have a lot of great solutions in the industry. Uh, there are some some items that can probably be purchased online as far as, you know, uh, an in-room air purifier. Um, as long as it's rated with a HEPA filter, those can really help out in homes, you know, in a, in a quick fashion and in, in just individual rooms maybe. Uh, and then there's also in the, in the HVAC realm, there's whole home air filtration systems that can, you know, over the course of a couple different hours throughout the day, can circulate that air through that filter multiple times in a day uh, with the right system in there. So 
very cool stuff that's happening. Uh, I wish it wasn't needed, but better to have it and not need it than need and not have it. I agree with that. And of course, as we try our best to make the right decisions as, as to what we need, uh, is there someone in the company or someone that you know who that is their job is to go around from house to house and find out if the, even the neighbors are doing the right thing with their air, um, making sure that they protect the children and protect the babies and protect the elderly, that sort of thing? Yeah. We have what we call comfort advisors that, that go from house to house and go through and, and look at the system needs of the house. Um, also, a lot of our, in fact, all of our service technicians, when they go out there, um, you know, are looking for ways to improve the home uh, should the customer ask for that. And, you know, we can make suggestions even just with a, with a basic filter change, you know, something that we do, a lot of us are doing every month. Um, a lot of us have have six or 12 month filters as well. But if you're changing that filter every month, uh, we can make some good suggestions on what that next filter maybe should be and how you can utilize that in that in the home to help the air quality, but also help the efficiency of your heating or cooling system. And you need to do that every month, you're saying? A lot of us do, yes. Um, that was kind of a, the typical thing for many, many years. There are some newer systems out there that you have the ability to change those filters less and less, and they still do a great job at uh, managing particulates and, and helping the air quality. But general rule of thumb in, in a lot of the homes in the Twin Cities here, once a month is a, is a pretty good rule. I'd say about 70 to 80% of the people in the Twin Cities need that filter change once a month. And that's, that's important for air quality. It's also important for maintaining the efficiency in your system, uh, you know, that, that you're paying to produce cool and, and warm air in your home. Right. And one last question. Um, I have a niece that is Gen, Gen Z, and, you know, she's been looking around and wondering, oh, if I'm going to buy a condo, am I ever going to buy a house? You know, she's an apartment person. And I'm just curious yeah. to know, do you, when you come into an apartment or um, a condo that has been used, is there one thing we should do first before we do anything else when it comes to the air that has been in the space for a while? Is there something we should well, I, should get? How do we get rid of it? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes time heals all, and and such is true with that air. Um, you know, it could take as little as a couple hours um, or a couple days to kind of get, you know, feeling like it's your air. And so those, if it's a condo kind of situation, depending on the filtration system that's inside that HVAC system, we mm -hmm. can make some great recommendations. Like I was saying in that filter. Um, but a lot of people are utilizing those, those in-room filters, um, you know, UV lights for the system to really neutralize any sort of um, contaminants as far as air quality. But then also, you know, there's, some, there's maybe some people that, uh, that live there that maybe they cooked a different way than, than you like or something like that. You know, I burn the toast a lot, and, and a lot of these filters can take <laughs> care of that burnt toast smell. It's, it's true. You know, to, to a certain extent, um, there's a lot of great ways to eliminate, you know, some of the odors in the home and, and also improve that air quality that we, you know, be happy to help out with. Like every home is different, but uh, with those condos, I think the, the best step right there is just making sure that that air is, is circulated through an air filtration system. And that's going to be a, a really good first step to get me a set up to a, to a really great home. 
Mr. Aslison, I did say that that was my last question, but I lied. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I have one more <laughs> final question. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the thing is that I love old homes, right? And I've had yes. people come into, you know, different family members who have old homes, and they're beautiful, but there are challenges with the air in the basement in certain areas of the house. Are newer homes being built um, where you don't even have to worry about that? Not necessarily. Uh, they do a little bit better job depending on, you know, if those older homes uh, don't have the same type of ductwork as the newer homes, there can be some differentials there, yes. But we're in Minnesota. The water column stays the same in, in you know, neighborhood to neighborhood. Typically in Minnesota, there's a good average. And so when you have those, those basements, um, one of the big air quality things, uh, for me at least, is, is going to be that humidity, okay, that uh, potential for growing mold in a basement. And mm-hmm. when you have a properly tuned HVAC system, we're doing a couple things. We're cooling the home, of course. That's important, especially with this next week's forecast. But we're also going to dehumidify the home. And, and taking that time to let that moisture come out of the air is, is good for, you know, the air that we breathe. But then it's also good for maintaining or mitigating that mold growth, potentially, that, that can happen in some Minnesota basements. So... Uh, proper HVAC system that's tuned up right and dehumidifying, but some of the homes um, need a dehumidifier in those basements as well, just to kind of help mitigate that mildew or misty, you know, uh, musty kind of smell that can happen in a lot of those Minnesota basements, and, and especially the older ones. There's there's a lot of things to um, to mitigate that in the HVAC world that we can help out with. That is perfect. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Eric Aslison has joined us. He is the Metro Manager for KNS Heating, uh, a company that serves the Twin Cities and Rochester areas. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate it. I hope we can call on you again. Absolutely. Be happy to do it. Have a great night. Thank you, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, we learned a lot, Jonathan, from last week, last Sunday, and uh, I wrote a lot of it down, and I'm just grateful to even get this information. I don't know how many people are concerned about it, but a lot of people are on oxygen and that sort of thing. And so I'm happy that we addressed it last week. Thank you to all of you who called in last week, who knew a little bit about it. And some of you uh, knew a whole lot more about HVAC. And um, just knowing that you added to the conversation, you helped um, me come up with some other questions as well. So thank you for each of you that called in last week. All right, Jonathan, my goodness, the time is moving very fast. We have um, coming up, we're going to talk about some fun things, and we hope that you can call in as well. If you ever want to call in, all you have to do is call us at 612. Do I have that right, Jonathan? Is it 612? I think it is. It's been a long time since I called this number. Okay, let me see if I can find it for a moment. Forgive me, everyone. Um, But, yeah, the number is 461-9226. And the preface is 651, okay? The area code, I should say. 651-461-9226. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Oh, I love that song. That song came out when, Jonathan? In the 90s? The 1990s? No, 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 no. Oh, what was her name? Megan Trainer. This is. Megan Trainer. I want to say this is 2012, 2013. No kidding. Well, man, we gotta look that up and see what year it is. That that song always gets me. I love the way it starts and the way it ends. Okay, I, you know, here's the thing. I am. I want to talk about what we're wearing nowadays. Um, I have been every summer here in Minnesota. You always see a lot of young people in some, you know, questionable clothing. But we really don't have the right to to judge, right? It's really on their family, their parents, their guardians, their that sort of thing. But I have to tell you, I keep seeing people in hot black pants. In fact, I wore black pants one day and they're thin. And I thought, okay, air is going to go right through these pants. No problem. It was about 82, 83 degrees outside. And I never got too hot. Right. But I started looking around me and I thought, Geraldine, you shouldn't have these long, you know, they came above the ankles, but still long black pants on. And the temperature is like that. So I'm just curious. I, I keep watching now to see where people, when they're sitting down at picnic tables or, you know, what they're wearing. And Minnesotans are very conscious about what we should use if we are concerned about, you know, having any skin um, that looks like it has cancer or looks like it's, you know, not doing well and they need to go to the doctor or something like that. But I haven't seen that lately and maybe I shouldn't be looking anyway. But the bottom line for me is I keep watching what people are eating, what they are wearing, uh, what type of shoes they're wearing, all of that. Because what's going on in our, on our planet right now with all of this climate change, um, it, it almost looks as though we should have a different type of clothing, you know, a certain type of material that allows us to breathe even better. Because there is a lot in the stores right now. Where you, uh, to me, blue jeans don't really breathe. If they do, somebody tell me. Do they do they breathe for you, Jonathan? Not usually. No. Um, but again, yeah, it's, you it's see kind of, it's it kind of, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of an evolution because again, you may not have blue jeans or, or jeans or denim that um, 
that are necessarily breathable, but you look at the people that work out in those conditions, in the in the hotter conditions, you know, construction people and ranchers and those type of folks, and that's usually what they're wearing. They're not wearing like nice slacks or anything like that. They're trying to no, find something that has but... comfort and breathability in it. Right. And so, what do you what do you think of breathability? What would you say is a good one? I'm I'm more. <laughs> it's gonna sound real bad. <laughs> Go. Most most times, I'm more concerned about constriction. Oh than yeah. Breathability. So yeah. as long you gotta take care of your family. Yes. <laughs> as long as you there's as long, as long as the constriction is to a minimum, right. we'll work around the breathability. <laughs> okay. Here I I will suggest linen. Linen is fabulous, especially on really hot days. It's breathable. Men have linen suits, especially leisure suits that you can buy. Yes. Um, I, I don't deal too much. I don't have too much as far as linen uh, necessarily, but. Probably you don't have any, right? Well, I, I think I that's probably about things, but you it's, do? It's real, do you? It's really... Is it a head wrap or a hat? Uh, I'll have to go look. I'll have to go look. <laughs> I, you I really remember. don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get it. You know, these it. days with with uh, the ability to work at home, you know, some days I'll wear t-shirts and some days I will uh, I will uh, let 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 the body breathe a little bit more. Um, okay. <laughs> Got to remind myself, you know, shower, get dressed when if the cameras are on. You know, that's. Yeah. <laughs> It's one thing, you know, you can be more casual at home than you need to be when you're at a workplace. And so right. that's something that I have, I've gotten used to, but it's still, there are still times where I'm like, wow, you know, it's late in the day and I haven't really put myself together, so to speak. Oh. And so you get, oh, okay. you, you know, you're working and that doesn't require you to, you know, put on makeup or do, fix your hair or, you know, dress in a, dress in a nice at, way. At one time it was, no, no, in, in downtown Minneapolis specifically, there was a time when you had to wear your hair a certain way. Like you couldn't have braids in your hair. Yeah. Black women, we could not wear yes. our, our natural hair in braids. Yes. It was ridiculous, right? Um, same thing with the clothing. We had to wear these big bows on the blouse, right? So you have on a suit with a jacket and a skirt, not pants, right? High heels, stockings, right? No kidding. And your blouse would have a bow at the top. And you had to wear your natural hair if you wanted to press it for black women or if you wanted to um, do an afro, that sort of thing. Yep. Those were more acceptable. But there were times we couldn't wear certain clothes. Uh, and, and that's something that has been more and more relaxed over time, and especially with the hair uh, situation. That's something that has been a topic over the last four or five years, and we were i think we were seeing some strides in that and and having that hair argument be more open and the relaxation no pun intended of hair being a topic that people were addressing and 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 really giving a lot of credence to before the pandemic started right right long before really um, I, I, I must say, though, I love it when I'm out and about at the bank or at a grocery store and 
you see people of, you know, from all over the world, from all over the world, and all of their hair is different. And they have big, tall, like towers on the front of it. It's just beautiful. And they're so put together. They're kind. One woman stopped and I said to her, I said, I love your hair. This was recently. And she said, I love my hair too. And I love my hair, Jonathan. There's no doubt about that. But I tell you, it's, it used to be a time we could not wear our hair as it is today. Yes, I could talk so to my mom about that. So thank goodness. I could talk yep. to my mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. So we need to actually break because we are late oh, to, to, no. get the, to get the weather information to the people. Get the weather information to the people? That's what you want? Okay, then. That's what I'll do. We'll be back. Just Are we coming right back now? No, no, no. We'll take a couple minutes. Okay, thank you. We'll be back. Oh, how I miss her. I miss her so much. Tina Turner, y'all. Woo! Yes! I'm dancing, y'all. I'm dancing. Come on, dance with me. <laughs> I can't stand the rain. Oh, yes. Welcome back, everyone. As I'm sitting here dancing in the chair, I have to tell you that uh, I am always curious about what people wear in the summertime. I don't care where I go, where I go visit, from New York to California, from you know, from Minnesota all the way down to what, Florida and other places like that. It doesn't matter. All of us are so different when it comes to when we get out and how we get out in it and what materials we wear when it comes to how hot it is. And it's been no joke. It has been so hot in this country this year. If you don't believe in climate change anymore, please don't tell anybody that. Because everything we were told in 2001, Al Gore, is happening today. And of course, Jonathan Lowe is a is a trained meteorologist, and I'm just curious to know, Jonathan, if you are very clear on that. Do you agree? Clear on the fact that I believe in in climate change as a right. What is happening right now? What is happening right now is exactly what Al Gore was talking about. There's a lot of truth. He called it. An, I'm sorry, an inconvenient, inconvenient truth. Inconvenient truth. Um, yes. Was that him or was that Leonardo? No, DiCaprio? that was him. No, that was him. Okay. Um, I, I think that was an apropos title. Um, the fact that, yes, a place like Phoenix, Arizona right. gets hot. Yes. You know it's going to get hot. It is in a desert, yes. But the fact that they've had so many days, and let me let me try to get this number correct. Uh, Isn't it 20 days or something like that? I believe it's in the 20s right now. Let me check this. Maybe 22? It's really quite remarkable um, because a lot of people thought, no, a lot of Americans actually came forward and talked to him and said, oh, we're not having climate change. It's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And it is happening. So, so we are now, as of today, 24 days in a row mm-hmm. in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And again, that's over three weeks, folks. That's three and a half weeks where the temperature has been 100, 110 degrees or hotter. Or higher, yep. Mm-hmm. 110 degrees or, or warmer. That is insane to think of even in an environment that is a desert environment. I don't know if you get this much on the equator. If you oh, have places have on no the idea. equator, I don't know if you have temperatures that get that hot for that long of a period of time. I have a dear friend that lives out near Vegas, not in Vegas, but near Vegas. And um, she moved there not long ago. And I'm 
curious, you know, I, I want to ask her questions about Death Valley. You have to drive through. If you're driving to Vegas, you got to drive through parts of Death Valley. If you're going from and Los Angeles, yes. From Los Angeles, yes. And that's what we did. My son and I did that, and I cannot tell you how hot it was. And then I was also fortunate to be in California, in Los Angeles, where we decided to drive to Vegas one year, and it was all water, all water on both sides of the road. And the water didn't cross the road. That's what blew my mind, right? And I kept saying to myself, oh my gosh, we get to see water in Death Valley. That's remarkable, right? And it was Easter Sunday, you know, the day after. I remember it well, because it just really shocked me. Now, I must also say that I had a chance, which I feel so blessed that I had a chance to witness that Death Valley actually has flowers. It only happens every hundred years. But we had a chance to see beautiful, blooming flowers as we were driving to Vegas. I think that's remarkable. The climate and the planet can offer some very mystical and and amazing things. Um, But again, if we're not careful with it, right. It's it's going to bite back. Because And that's what's happening. Because you you have to you have to think about this. We're surviving on this planet, but the planet has to survive as well. The planet is a living breathing organism even though you have rocks and you have inanimate objects. It's got a lot of life on it. And it's and it's got a lot of movement and it's trying to survive as well. It's not just here for our amusement. So when we have these, and, and I say that, I say that being a golfer, I say that going out and using land that could probably be used for better purposes, for more econ- for more environmental, environmentally sound purposes, mm-hmm. and I go out and I play a game on patches of grass and and all this, and there are moments where I feel guilty about that because it's like you know this could be used as ponds and. Uh, swampy ecosystems to have more stuff for pollinators, more stuff for uh, for animal species and, and, and insect species to help us maintain a balanced environment as, as a planet. Um, I know that that could be used for, for better purposes, environmentally speaking. I agree with that. At the same time, we all know that there's so much more that we can do. But will we do it? Do you remember about, what, 15, 20 years ago when they were asking households, you know, please, if you have two bathrooms, make sure you put uh, an old, take an old bottle, fill it up with water and put it in the tank. And that way you won't use too much water. Just sit it in there because it makes it rise when you sit it in there so you're not using as much as you had been before. These were the little things we were told. We were also told many years ago that World War III would be fought because of water. And there are so many countries that don't have enough water. And within our own country, there are places where they can't get water. With all of this heat that's going on and so many elderly people are hurt, there are young people that are hurting, can't hardly move, their bodies are shaking, they don't have enough in them, enough water, or they're not satiated. And here we are, here we are again, 
looking at how bad this weather is, how hot it truly is. And when you mention Phoenix, I have sung in Phoenix. I have been in Phoenix many times, many times. I know it well. It's really um, troubling to know that so many people have kind of overlooked it. I've talked to people over the years and said, yeah, you know, they're saying this and this and this. And they go, oh, don't, don't even listen to that. Don't listen to that. As a trained meteorologist, would you ever say that? Don't listen to people about moving to an, a specific area because of oh, yeah. that climate. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking about this. Uh, I'm, not, I'm trying not to speak out of school, but there's a, a buddy of mine, a good friend of mine, who uh, has a possibility of getting uh, a job in, a, in the Phoenix area. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking – is it a good place to go right now just because of the climate? Is it, and, and it'd be interesting to ask this of maybe Steve Thompson because his daughter went to the University of Arizona, right. which is in Tucson. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if now, – now she's graduated and she's not in that area anymore, but would he – He's he's talked to me off air about different trips that he's taken down there uh, to go visit when when she was in school there and how hot it would get. And he would be an interesting resource to talk to about just his experiences down there and would he would he even fathom going down there now just because of how continuously uncomfortably hot it's been. And, yeah, and, but they're used to it. I mean, they well, they have their they're used to it. They're used to the well, what well, is it called? The big dust storms uh, starts uh, with a B. The the, the sandstorms. The um um. They start with a B. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember mm. the the word for it. Right. Uh, um. But before we go to break, I'll just say something real quick on, on this. When I lived out west in Washington, uh, people don't realize that Washington State is basically two different states. Right. It's kind of like California, where once you get, you know, past the Sierras and into portions of Northern California or, or uh, Western California, you have a lot of green there and a lot of stuff. In Oregon and Washington, once you get over the Cascade Mountains on the eastern side, it changes from that green, uh, lush climate that everybody knows, and it changes over to semi arid desert. And so the eastern sides of both states are semi arid desert. And when you get into summer, you have days when you have temperatures above 95, 100 degrees. I never really felt the heat there because it is pretty dry. I never really felt the heat until it got up to 95. But once it got over 95, it was a sauna. It was a furnace. And I can't imagine being in that type of furnace for three and a half weeks straight. That's really bad. And we might have lost uh, our host here. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Jonathan. What's really weird, I just want to quickly say this. What's really weird is that I was at the Princess Hotel, I think it was called, and um, in Phoenix, and the door opened as I'm walking toward it, you know, electronically it opened, and the heat that just, came it's in a was blast one. Furnace. Yeah, but it was 125 degrees. Yeah. My the, the 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 rubber on my shoes were melting. You could yeah. cook eggs on yep. the sidewalk. Yep. So there you go. I know we have to go, but it's really quite remarkable. And I hope people really have awakened to the truth. Period. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, 
we're not coming back. I think we're going to yes. take a break. No, we, and... we will come back for a couple, for a minute or two at, at the oh, end of this break. Oh, he speaks. Thank you. We'll be back. <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about that song called All About That Bass. Jonathan, tell us what you found. So that song came out in 2015. Right, um, not long I, ago. I, I, I thought Megan Trainer had had a, uh, an earlier run than that, but no, it's that's just how the years go by. <laughs> you know, it's 2015. <laughs> excuse me, and it feels like it was like 2010. So, yeah, yeah. I just, um, but no, that, that was that, that was a big breakout a lot. song. It was a breakout song, man, and people can steal. You, you ever, um, are you downtown ever? Like at Taste of Minnesota, the Steels were performing. We were the first performers I didn't, I was, on that I Sunday. Was, I didn't get down there to see you because I was here uh, in the studio. No, that no, night, that's okay. I, what I'm saying is we had so much fun on that stage and just had a blast, right? And we, my brother Bill, Billy and J.D. started singing all these old school songs. That audience was singing along with us. Man, it was so much fun. And that's what's happening to those songs from 2015 and other places like that. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to sing. It makes you want to do all of that. All I of agree. it. It's, it, you know, you get those summer, what they call summer bangers, and you know, they, you can't get them out of your head. And they last. And, they, and even though more come along the next year, those old ones stick around. They do. They do stick around. But it's nothing wrong with that, right? Not at all. It's nothing wrong with sticking around because, hey, I'm a 60s girl, man. That's right. I love that old school R&B. All right. Is it time for us to take a break? Do I have to? Must I? All right, everyone. Thank you for sticking and staying. Coming up next is Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. So don't go away. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.